I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. And for those of you watching us on YouTube and on Facebook, glad you could join us today. Brazil finds the coronavirus vaccine developed by China's Sinovac significantly less effective than previous data suggested. That's the same vaccine that's due to arrive here in the Philippines next month to be used in the country's inoculation drive. The Sao Paulo-based Butantan Institute says the vaccine now shows a general efficacy of 50.4 percent. That's down from the 78 percent as previously announced. That's after it took into account results on very mild COVID cases on top of the earlier sample of mild, moderate and severe infections. No serious side effects were observed from Sinovac's shot. Brazilian researchers delayed the announcement of trial outcomes some three times, blaming a confidentiality clause in a contract with Sinovac. Despite the downgrade, the Chinese vaccine's efficacy rate still meets the World Health Organization's 50% threshold. Philippine Senator Panfilo Lacson questions what he believes is the government's preference for the Chinese firm Sinovac Biotech. Lacson says the answers given to him by government officials during the Senate's inquiry on Monday showed Sinovac was the vaccine maker of choice. Lakson adds Sinovac is the second most expensive COVID-19 vaccine and is not even the most effective vaccine on the market. Manila has already secured 25 million doses, despite Sinovac not yet applying for emergency use authorization. In other news, at least three U.S. Republican lawmakers backed the impeachment of President Donald Trump over the bloody siege of the U.S. Capitol by his supporters. Meantime, Trump laughed off the possibility of being removed from office with the 25th Amendment. Our North America Bureau Chief DJ Manotok now joins us with details. Good afternoon from Manila, TJ. Good evening, Casey, from San Francisco. And uh, I'm just marking right now the vote is actually happening right now on the House floor with regards to that uh, resolution that is urging Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 20th Amendment. But uh, as we know already what happened in the last few hours, um, that uh, 20th Amendment invocation has already been uh, stopped by Vice President Mike Pence. He finally spoke out. He wrote actually a formal letter to Speaker Pelosi, and he says he does not believe that such a course of action is in the best interest of our nation or consistent with our Constitution. He worries about the political divide, and he said it's time for the country to heal. So interestingly enough, with this House vote right now on this resolution, it's basically going to become a symbolic rebuke to the president since uh, Pence wrote that letter already. But it also, what uh, analysts are saying, it basically tees up the process and tees up you know, the, the landscape for what's going to happen tomorrow, which is formally uh, bringing out the articles of impeachment on the incitement of insurrection, and they will take a, a vote on that as well. So within the next 24 hours, Camino, you could very well see Donald Trump as only the first U.S. president to be impeached twice. Now, looking around what's happening as well uh, in other parts of uh, this political landscape, the New York Times had a massive report today, which has yet to be um, denied anyways. It's interesting enough that top Senate Republican Senator Mitch McConnell, he says that he is pleased with the impeachment complaint that is being brought up by the House. He believes that Trump committed impeachable offenses. And he says it's actually easier to remove Trump from the Republican Party, but he did not indicate exactly which way he will vote, whether he will impeach or not. So 
Canada's already seeing that this is uh, Mitch McConnell testing the waters. He and uh, his counterpart uh, in the, the House, the House uh, Republican leaders, they uh, this time are not telling their uh, party mates how to vote. They're keeping quiet on it, as opposed to what happened in 2019. They told them switch the vote under party lines. And today, this time around, they're leaving it up to the conscience, they're leaving it up to how they assess the situation. Interestingly as well, the third highest ranked Republican uh, congresswoman in the House, uh, Congresswoman Liz Cheney, who happens to be the daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, who was actually the, the first one, who uh, the, the last one, who was uh, in play with the 25th Amendment when uh, President Bush had to undergo surgery, but she said she will vote for impeachment. She said there's never been a greater betrayal by a president of the U.S. of his office and his own constitution. Now, Trump, meanwhile, he finally spoke publicly today for the first time as he made his way to Texas to visit his border wall. Now, he spoke about his role in the riots. He said his speech was totally appropriate. He says, actually, the real problem is with what happened in the summer, the riots in the summer, with the Black Lives Matter um, riots, rioters, and he says the Antifa is implying that the violence from the white supremacists supremacist is not the problem. On impeachment, he says it's another witch hunt. is going to cause more anger and danger to the country. But he said that, again, at least he's saying he doesn't want any violence to happen on big tech, which has basically muzzled him so far. He says they're doing a horrible thing. They're dividing the country by silencing conservative voices. And he spoke as well about the 25th Amendment, Carmina. And he said this is zero risk to him. He didn't seem worried about it. And he said it's something that would even haunt the Democrats and Joe Biden. Let's hear more of what Trump had to say today. The 25th Amendment is of zero risk to me, but will come back to haunt Joe Biden and the Biden administration. As the expression goes, be careful what you wish for. The impeachment hoax is a continuation of the greatest and most vicious witch hunt in the history of our country and is causing tremendous anger and division and pain, far greater than most people will ever understand, which is very dangerous for the USA, especially at this very tender time. Well, there you go, Carmina. Donald Trump finally speaking out. He actually, you know, took questions from the media as he was leaving the White House. So it was interesting enough to see him, you know, bravely face the, the media right there. But, you know, right now he does have some ammunition to throw back because of what happened with Big Tech, what's happening uh, with Mike Pence. So, interesting to see. Eight days to go before we see uh, the transition of power from Donald Trump to incoming President Joe Biden. Yet, there's so much happening still in this whirlwind of uh, political uh, controversy at the, at the, in Washington. All right, TJ, as you said, eight days to go. And when you talk about the 25th Amendment, it isn't a cut and dry process, as some people would like to believe. Because I think Trump, and correct me if I'm wrong, he would still be given the opportunity to answer the allegations that he is unfit. Is that correct, TJ? Exactly, he can. He can dispute the move with simply with a letter to Congress, and then by then Pence would you know, have four days to dispute that uh, as well. And interesting enough, it's going to be like an impeachment because Congress would have to vote on it, and it will require that supermajority, two-thirds vote, um, but not just by the Senate, but also two-thirds vote of Congress. So using the 25th Amendment, it's easy if he agrees on the, on the, on the surface of it, but if he resists and he thinks he has the numbers to support him in the House and the Senate, um, he just may uh, resist this. But what's unclear here is if, if 
they invoke the invoking the 25th amendment immediately uh removing from power and the rest will happen on the side mm -hmm. in terms of his, his appeals that's not you know clear in terms of what everybody's been reporting about it but what they're saying it's it's really fast it can happen literally in an hour literally in an hour mike pence and and majority of the cabinet can write this letter to Congress and say that this president's unfit and will be taken over. But as fast as that can happen is also the reaction to it by his supporters. I think that's what people are trying to weigh as well because they don't want to see a repeat of the Capitol siege, TJ. Absolutely. And that's something that, you know, you can imagine that is why a lot of uh, Republicans are still feeling their way into how it's moving along especially where you know districts and states where trump won overwhelmingly where you know the the you know the, the congressmen and the senators received a big big boost they they don't want to do political suicide right now when things are still testing and, and you know interesting enough um there was that uh, survey that came out um by gallup and it asked people in terms of how they saw the results of their vote and and you know there's still 56 percent of support uh for trump there you know he's got a huge support still a lot of them, of course denounce the violence but um you know there's it hasn't swayed the belief of what he has told them in what's been proven as lies that the election was stolen from them now if you look at the other side democrats are extremely angry they're extremely impatient now they're scared as well of what else might happen there's been so much reports of even from the fbi that all 50 state capitals and washington dc are under constant threat of um, armed protests leading up to January 20. So tensions are still high, and they're not just doing this on principle, but they're also doing this as well as you know, you know, measuring what's happening with the people and what's happening with the tensions out there because you don't want to spark something even worse mm -hmm. than something that they can't control. Well, big businesses, you touched on this a while ago, TJ, big businesses joining the fray as well. Has the withdrawal of support been enough to spur Republicans into action, TJ? That's that's another you know category to look at if you're a sitting Republican congressman and senator. You're looking at um, who supported you, who's going to still support you. Just about a half an hour ago, there was another announcement uh, report that a third bank, so three big banks, have now withdrawn their ties with Donald Trump and his organization. So the backlash is happening, and and, and we're seeing that the reality of this whole thing. You may have the support, you may have the big support. You may have the people who are loyal to the Republican Party, extremely loyal to Trump, but if you don't have that funding, you don't have the support of the business community, it's going to be very difficult. And you're looking long ahead to your political career. You know, Trump may come back in 2024, but for these congressmen and these senators, there's no limit. They can keep running and running and serving and serving, and they want to look at the longevity of their careers and they want to hold on to that. So that's something that uh, for sure they're having all these conversations in the back end in the back rooms as things are laying out and whether they will vote tomorrow on impeachment or not because we do know that there's going to be at least two dozen republican congressmen who will vote uh, to impeach uh, donald trump himself will there be more we'll find out the next one all right and we will continue to monitor things from here in the meantime tj manotok there our north america bureau chief we appreciate you joining us today keep safe teach
And back here in the newsroom, counterterrorism prosecutors joined the investigation into last week's assault on the U.S. Capitol by supporters of President Donald Trump. Mounting evidence suggests at least some of the rioters plotted to kidnap or harm lawmakers to block them from certifying Joe Biden's election victory. The Pentagon had opened or has opened at least 25 domestic terrorism investigations related to that incident. Meanwhile, Washington, D.C. officials are pressing law enforcement authorities to safeguard Biden's inauguration from any further violence. The Federal Bureau of Investigation has warned there remains a threat of armed protests in all 50 states ahead of January 20th. Here at home, the Management Association of the Philippines urges government to focus on safely reopening businesses instead of charter change. A House panel has begun tackling Speaker Lord Alan Velasco's proposed amendments to the Constitution's economic provisions. Newly elected MAP President Aurelio Montenola III says if lawmakers do push through with easing foreign restrictions in the Constitution, he believes Filipinos will be able to handle the competition. Your freer trade, if you will, um, uh, has always been uh, beneficial in, in general. And, and um, we Filipinos all live here, so we know the lay of the land better than anyone who wants to come in. Mm -hmm. Of course, they've got more money. They possibly have more technology. But that's just something that we'll have to live with uh, because I'm totally convinced that the Filipino can take care of uh, himself. Our main task is to safely reopen the economy given the existing conditions. If there are potential additives like easing up on the economic provisions, then so be it. But I think we should just go with what we have at the moment. Montenola also vows to help businesses under MAP to secure COVID-19 vaccines as the country pins its hopes on inoculations to boost economic recovery. In the NBA, Brooklyn Nets superstar Kyrie Irving under investigation for possibly violating health protocols. A video of Irving surfaced online showing him at a family party without masks. The league is reportedly investigating the time and location of the event with possible sanctions looming. Irving has not played since last week, citing personal reasons. Irving caused quite a stir in the run-up to the season when he refused to speak to NBA reporters, claiming he was often misinterpreted by the media. Movie streaming giant Netflix set to release over 70 movies this year, promising to premiere at least one new movie every week. The Netflix movie lineup for 2021 features Academy Award winners and box office stars Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep and more. Most of these uh, movies will be released in more than 190 countries. The announcement is seen as a response to intensifying competition among other movie streaming services, vying to reach millions of moviegoers who are confined at home due to the pandemic. Now, ever wondered what your dog is feeling? Well, now it's possible with this AI-powered pet collar from South Korea that can detect five of your canine friends' emotions by monitoring their barks through voice recognition technology. The smart collar can tell humans through a smartphone application whether their pet is happy, relaxed, anxious, angry, or sad. It also detects dogs' physical activities. The company that makes the collar developed an algorithm based on a database of more than 10,000 samples from 50 breeds of dogs. 
And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast too on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe. Keep it here on ANC.